You've joined me on a very special episode. This is 100. I really want to thank you for your listenership. It has taken trial and error for me to find my voice and my rhythm. And of course, I still have room to grow, but I'm so proud of how far we have come. HealthBite is ranked as one of the top 5% globally listened to podcasts of nearly 3 million podcasts worldwide. More importantly, it's speaking to you. And I want to tell you how much I love and appreciate those of you who've taken the time to message me via Instagram and email to tell me how you've been affected by the podcast. So thank you. And to the rest of you, feel free to send me love notes as well. I just love that. So this is 100 and a perfect time for this episode in which I want to share my passion which is to help people understand why we use food to soothe and why we should stop. When we come to terms with the trigger, as I like to say, the hunger that motivates us to soothe, then not only are we able to choose a different path, but more importantly, we can use our hunger to identify our needs, to learn what that desire for food is signaling, and as a result, to fulfill that need for ourselves. And I want to start with this. There is no shame. This is about understanding, understanding why we do the things we do so that we can do better for ourselves. So let's just start by saying that we use food to soothe. We have all done it at some point, and there's no shame about it. The co-mingling of food and emotion is hardwired in our physiology. That is to say, we are programmed for it. Let's think back to when it all started, when we were infants. Our cry as a newborn caused a surge of oxytocin in our mother's bodies, which prompted the production of milk. Oxytocin then is the hormone that allows for milk production so that a child is fed. That same hormone surges in both mother and child and helps foster that feeling of connection, bonding, and love between them. Fast forward to present day, that same hormone, oxytocin, also called the love hormone, is released when we hold our partner's hand, when we hug our bestie, and when we pet our cute little pup. It's what gives us those lovey-dovey feelings. So food and emotion is hardwired in our physiology and wound up together in our bodies and in our psyche. Let's also talk about what happens to our brains when we eat yummy foods. Yummy foods feel good in the short term. More on that in a minute. But when we eat highly palatable, yummy foods, we get a dopamine hit, which gives us a feeling of pleasure and reward. And here's the kicker. When we feel desire to eat, but don't, serotonin levels drop and we actually feel dysphoric, meaning more sad and depressed. So to some, they may take it to mean that it's okay then to use food to soothe. If it's hardwired in our physiology, if it makes us feel good, if we feel dysphoric, if we don't do it, then why shouldn't we use food to soothe, right? Wrong. Because using food to soothe is maladaptive. And here's why. Number one, the dopamine hit is temporary. The feel-good surge of dopamine is short-lived. 
And so we're prompted to consume again and again to regain that feeling of pleasure. The pleasure is temp temporary and therefore it's deceptive. And in the long run, it's ineffective. Number two, we build tolerance. Over time, when we consume these palatable foods, we downregulate our dopamine receptors, meaning that we require more of the thing to get the reward or the emotional payoff. In addition to that, our baseline or normal levels of dopamine drop over time so that our normal sense of pleasure is decreased. So we end up feeling worse than we did before we even started. In fact, studies have shown that consuming foods that give us this kind of emotional payoff, sugary foods, processed, fried foods, baked goods, are associated with a higher incidence of depression and anxiety in the long run. The corollary to that or the converse to that is that a diet high in fruits and vegetables, for example, is actually associated with better mood, also associated with more clarity, focus, creativity, and cognition. Number three, not only are we hurting our minds then, but also, of course, our bodies. And this doesn't come as a surprise, right? We all know that eating for reasons other than hunger, especially eating those yummy palatable foods on the regular can cause weight gain and weight gain can cause health problems, obviously. But the take home is that what's good for the body is good for the mind. And what's good for the mind is good for our bodies. And when we use food to soothe, we hurt ourselves, mind and body. Number four, it doesn't even scratch the itch meaning we're using food to soothe some discomfort, anger, frustration, sadness, boredom, and it doesn't even scratch the itch. After that temporary distraction, we're left feeling whatever we were feeling to begin with. Nothing has changed. But here's the kicker. When we use food to soothe our emotional or spiritual hunger, we miss out on a huge opportunity. What if we sat with our hunger with the trigger, with that emotional discomfort that is wanting and needing soothing? What if we took the time to ask, what is it telling us? For example, are you engaged in your relationships or are you distracted and not present for the people that you love? Have you surrounded yourself by people who support you, care for you, nourish you, Or are you in toxic or disconnected relationships that leave you hungry for more? Are you fulfilled and inspired by your work? Are you fulfilled and inspired by your work? Or are you committed to a job that lacks potential? One that fails to see your strengths or your ability to use those strengths to serve yourself and those around you? Are you lacking purpose and meaning and are left hungry for more? What about time for yourself? Are you taking time to care for yourself or do you consistently prioritize other people and other things over your own self-care? Do you even see yourself worthy of the time and attention required for that care? Because self-neglect, that elicits a hunger too. When you take time to sit with your discomfort, to question it, to question what unmet need it represents, you offer yourself an opportunity an opportunity to figure out what you really need 
and to see if you're fulfilling those needs. And if not, the opportunity to try. So I want to leave you with this. Don't soothe your hunger with food, not only because it's not good for you, not only because it doesn't serve you, not only because it hurts you mind and body, not only because it doesn't even scratch the itch, but more importantly, do not soothe your hunger because your hunger is a gift. It's an invitation to open up to what you need and an opportunity to fulfill that need. And my friends, that is powerful. So that's all for this week. As always, I want to thank you for your time, for spending some of your precious time with me. If this message resonated with you, I encourage you to check out my book, Hungry for More, Stories and Science to Inspire Weight Loss from the Inside Out. It is filled with, as the title suggests, stories and science to help you understand your underlying hunger and in doing so to live a life that is more fulfilling, inspiring, and filled with joy. I hope you have a great week and I look forward to seeing you again right here next week on Health Bite. Until then.